bad at it. Would you say, would you say you're a linguist? Would you say you've learned many languages? I have learned so many languages <laughs> to the bare minimum. <laughs> My five years in Ch- China gone to waste. <laughs> Kazakhstan gone to waste. Oh my god! All right. Um, you know the type of people who like um, do research about a topic, and like, let's say like they type in like, um, what is happening in China, and then they only press the first link and add that to their project, and that's it. They don't take any. Don't other attack steps. me for my geography case studies. <laughs> Jesus, I am attacking you. I actually really like the case studies. Well, oh, I yeah, they're really case funny. study on um migration from mexico to the usa Use and i was giving a lot of information to argue with trumpies on <laughs> like i'm now very passionate about the subject of migration from mexico to the usa what have you learned ultimately it benefits the usa exactly that's my point like it benefits usa like if you look at um the top like jobs by uh, done by um, Mexican immigrants in each state, you would see that most of them are like um, agricultural workers, aka cheap labor on farms, and um, uh, housekeepers and janitors, um, all low paid jobs, and a lot of like conservatives. Um, argument against that is that like they take away the opportunities for the for the um less less for skilled America. yeah the, the less skilled americans which is not true i mean there's plenty of janitor jobs available like come on. <laughs> i mean like, like it benefits, i don't think if you want to be a janitor in america so badly i don't think janitor is the most continue I, I was just saying that I don't think in America being a janitor is the most sought after job, especially with all the school shootings and all. <laughs> um, yeah. Ooh, that is a, a, a t- you know, Thought when I said we were going to be talking about every topic under the sun, I, 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 I did not mean that literally. I meant with the exclusion of horrific events. Yeah, back I'm just to the, saying, I'm just saying. The less, um, I mean, the less dark. Um, it's much more beneficial for, like, America. Like, what's happening with Mexico is that all of these skilled people, like, from the age of 18 to 64, um, they're just, like, leaving the country, um, where they also benefit Mexico, because if you think about it. Well, yeah, because they send money back, It, it does contribute. Not necessarily, not only that, but, you know, the more people leave, right, Mexico has a problem that there aren't enough resources to go around with everyone, right? And the more people leave, the more, res- the more like, ratio of resources to people there will be. So, you know, as the more they leave, the more resources for the people that are staying, you know? Yeah, and the unemployment rates go down because people yeah. tend to leave the places with the most unemployment rates and that is why europe is successful we actually allow people work in other countries imagine Uh, here she goes uh, showing off her proud moldovan blood european blood 
European. Euro I'm not proud to be Moldovan. I'm just proud to be European. <laughs> someone fine. from Eurasia, someone from Central Asia, and someone from Europe. God, we we're so diverse. Except for Americans and um, Oceanians. <laughs> this is the most diverse podcast out there. You cannot disagree with me on this. It, no, it's actually the most middle podcast ever. No, no, yeah, I said diverse. I don't think it's cannot, diverse at all. I said yeah, you cannot disagree with me. I said it's you cannot. white people. <laughs> I said, and I, and I repeat, you cannot disagree with me. I am the host, oh, therefore I have all of the power. I am God Your for approximately one hour. Sorry, God. <laughs> Imagine you you commit a crime and you just go, sorry, God. It was a sacrifice to the podcast, God. <laughs> it was a, it was a sacrifice. It was a, I'm writing it off as a tax donation. Tax evasion. Oh, my God. Okay, again, what I said we were going to be talking about every topic under the sun, I did not mean crimes. <laughs> tax evasion, your opinions, guys. <laughs> love it do it every day before breakfast <laughs> have it with dinner okay we're switching back to a different topic let's consult the 87 podcast niches pinterest post that's so many peas okay so you know maddie do you want to choose a topic for us something that you're passionate about you really want to get stories Okay, let, me, let me see. Uh, um, Y'all want to talk about fashion? <laughs> I actually... Okay. okay yeah, oh, let's okay. Let's talk about fashion. Let's talk about the fashion industry. Um, I had to do an art project. Um, well, I had to do this presentation about... Um, uh, Paris Fashion Week. And what I found are basically what I thought before about um, that whole kind of area of fashion um, was kind of confirmed. Most of the people there are kind of pretentious pricks. Um, oh, wow. We just, we just found that out? They like to use the well, yeah. I always thought that, but um, every a lot of people like in my art class are like, yeah, and it's like fashion. I, I don't know. They're very passionate about you have fashion. Like two and they people like the in your art industry. class. Who goes? Oh yeah, fashion. Like what I was looking at in my research on the Paris Fashion Week, because the whole assignment was like you make this presentation about Paris Fashion Week, what it is, and then you pick out um. Uh, your like your favorite kind of outfit out of like this year's Paris Fashion Week, and um like the designer behind it, um, and what I ended up like after I ended up looking at a lot of it and researching about a lot of it, I found out that basically it's kind of like the person with the most expensive materials and who can make it the poofiest and put it in the weirdest places gets to walk fancily well well it's kind of models walking down with it but you get it um mm -hmm. not, and, but also the way that they treat models is very very 
almost, you know, human right abusing because um, not only do they put them on extremely strict regiments, if you've seen any of the models there, they're all exact copies of each other. All of them are like six foot tall and they can't weigh more than 110 pounds or something like that. Oh yeah, like make that. sure to um, note down torture for another topic later. I have something to talk about. You want to talk about what, sorry? Torture. 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 Oh, d- torture. Um, excuse me. How did we it, go it from fashion directly to torture? about torture. Don't worry, just note it down. Okay, I'll Yo, put it on the bucket list. Don't put it on the bucket. Put it in the bucket I'm going to let that joke slide, just to really let you think about how terrible it was. It wasn't a joke. Oh lord. You were saying about models? Oh, right. Uh, all I was saying is that, you know, before Passion, passion Week, <laughs> Fashion Week, passion they put fashion. them on really, really strict regiments, and they put them on uh, beginning regiments, I mean, and they have, you know, strict um, exercise routines. And it's really, the standard isn't even any type of muscle on them. So they don't have a exercising routine where that can actually healthily lose weight. They just have an extremely small uh, caloric quantity diet. I don't know if you've ever seen my 600-pound life. <laughs> um, if y'all ever ended up on that weird side of YouTube. But basically, after they do a gastric bypass, they put them on what is called a low-calorie diet, and they put them on 1,200 calories a day, which is extremely small amounts for, like, big people. And they do the same thing with the models, but even smaller amounts because the models are already skinny. So basically, yeah, the models are starved. The thing what happens is, um, again, with my research into the whole like um, fashion industry in general, and, and in particular, Fashion Week, um, what I found is a lot of it, even though you might think, oh, it's, it's more diverse now, it's not just white skinny females, it could be a little bit chubby, um, white. A little bit chubby for them <laughs> means like, normal just healthy weights represented um or you know asian just yeah even though it might seem like it's more diverse and more progressed now it's really not like even with um the whole like fashion industry it likes to be well the whole um specifically catwalks and stuff like that and fashion week it's very like um stuck to the old ways i guess um uh what i saw in the comments with a lot of them is they were like look at these models like look at this these models from this specific company um they're walking like they're an angry child who just got their phone taken away they should be walking like um before if you look at videos before like how fancily and how gracefully and now all of it is ruined. People are scared of change, especially in the fashion industry, even though change okay. is apparently something encouraged. Um, to be fair, we're t- fashion, let's be honest, it's not America, it's not Asia, it's mostly based in Europe. And 
when we're talking about change in Europe, it's a bit of a tricky subject because a lot of the culture here is old, very, very old and has a lot of history behind it. And there are certain standards that I mean, I don't necessarily agree with all of them, but there are some that I do agree with. Like, for example, when talking about grace, right? Um, how people should walk. Um, I don't practice it myself, although I did a long time ago. When I was a really young child, my grandmother would like, we would literally have hours for the day and on the, in a day where I would just have a book on top of my head and be have to stand straight up, you know, to like actually have proper posture and stuff like that. And there are certain things like that you eat and what you eat that doesn't change. It's like Europeans don't have a culture of going out to fast food places or frozen food from the store or really restaurants either. Yeah, we have a lot of cafes and stuff like that. Uh, a lot of boulangeries and a lot of bakeries and stuff like that. But it's a very like healthy eating type thing. And you don't see a lot of plus sized people except in the UK in Europe. So the standards that are applied, because let's be honest, a lot of the people that do want to get into the fashion industry do come from the US. And a lot of the standards that are applied are like, have cultural barriers in front of them, you know? So when talking about change in the fashion industry, you really have to be careful there because you're almost passing over cultural mm, history. But then again, something that something that progresses doesn't necessarily mean that it loses its history. So, like Maddie said before, um, I mean, and like Nikki said right now as well, just because something is progressive and just because we're trying to change something does not mean that we're somehow devaluing the history of it, rather acknowledging that that history was quite perhaps not fit um, for today's worldview and in, instead we should be a lot more inclusive to different races and different body types in the fashion industry, in the fashion okay, industry specifically. Okay. Let me make one thing very clear. You here. don't agree with it, yes, um, but still. I mean, it's not, no. I, I think I made it very clear that I don't necessarily agree with all these stereotypes and stuff like that, but talking about history and stuff like that, Europe was never a racist place. We used to be extremely classist, and if you were poor, you were pretty much a slave. But you were a slave if you were white, pink, black, orange, I or purple. I am quite sure that everywhere was racist, not gonna lie. I am quite sure. If you're yes, but racist, I mean, as compared... If Europe wasn't racist at that time, there wouldn't be racist people in Europe right now. Most likely. There aren't a lot. But, but there's still no. some. That is a really false statement. There are a lot of racist people in Europe. I don't think so. I haven't met... I live in Europe, right? Currently, 
And before I came to Georgia, I lived 11 years in Europe and I traveled a lot. And I don't think I've ever met even old people, right? My step-grandparents are both around 70 and they're not racist at all. Um, I would say you're very lucky in that respect yeah. because I no, know for it's, a fact that a lot of people from those areas are racist. No, no, I, I think you're wrong there. You really are. Because, yes, there are some people, and it depends what area you're also looking at. I mean, most of, most of the racist people would either come from, you know, the more southern parts or the more northern parts. But that's because there's a Slavic countries there. So there's that. But when you talk about Western Europe, and we're talking about Western Europe here, you don't meet a lot of racist people. Right. This is a conversation for another day. Um, but go, again, going back to the fashion industry, um, just because something is, you know, it's, something is not really fit with cultural history does not mean that it is wrong because it also means that we acknowledge the fact that that history may not be fitting to today's worldviews and today how we've progressed, be it the fashion I don't industry, think be it that- any tradition. I don't think that the problem that these people have is because is that um, the people are acknowledging the fact that these things are changing. I think the problem is is that people are thinking that these new things are ruining the culture. Um, as seen as an example, not fashion industry, but as seen as an example, last year, um, the, the I forgot the name of it, the, the dancing... The, the, the gay dancing movie oh, in, right, in yeah. Georgia. And then we did The thing that people hey, were angry about but, but Maddie, you know, it's not pretty a thing don't, talk over, hair. don't talk over your I co-host. I will chop off your toes. <laughs> oh my god. Let me speak. Okay, um, the, I, the, obviously, uh, people homophobic here, um, obviously they were angry at that part too. But the thing that they were most angry about is the fact that they are putting this new thing, well, not really new, but new to them um, thing, like acceptance into um, this thing that's so deeply rooted in Georgian culture. And they think that it's ruining it. That's it, that's the statement. Yeah, did, I was waiting for Maddie to chime in with her uh, opinion about why we're both wrong about everything in life. <laughs> <laughs> so just... Okay. That's not what Mentally I'm talking preparing. about. Okay, if you let me finish, I would have just said that, in fact, in a lot of European culture, skinny was not culture, uh, history, skinny wasn't considered sexy, right? It was considered poor. Poor. True. The fatter you were, the more wealthy, the more approachable, True. the better class standing you were again classist society okay mm-hmm. yes god you capitalist but yeah, you can't compare you can't not i'm sorry but you cannot compare the fashion industry right western europe to putting a gay movie right in georgian culture because i don't think georgia was frankly i think georgia was ready for it and i don't think it was the right move it's yeah, but isn't that what's happening in the in the fashion industry as well? All of these people aren't ready for the change that suddenly the only representation isn't just 
skinny white females. Yeah, okay, they're not ready for the change and they're not willing to make the change. I agree with that. But I don't think it's people, some of these things, right, in the fashion industry are ruining history and culture and things like that. But they're not ruining it. No, let me finish. But they're not ruining it by changing it. The fashion industry itself, as it is now, is ruining culture. Because, right, as it is that you only have these standards that are good and these standards, da 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 You have a lot of poets. You have a lot of, you know, from Germany, from France, from Italy, that were preaching about being yourself and having no boundaries to earth and yada, yada, yada. And the fashion industry as it is, is like stepping over culture and stuff. And I do think it should change. But at the same time, you can't just expect it to change overnight. I'm telling well, you. Well, it's had a lot of time to change, you know, and there's a, been a lot of time. Is It's not a lot of time. The fashion industry was only born something like 30 years ago. Right. No, Especially, no, that is definitely false. It has been around for a very long time and it has been a pretty classist thing, um, European uh, thing for a while. Um, but we're talking modern fashion industry. You can't. Just say, yeah, what uh, back in the 20s, they should have had uh, all plus sizes and things like that. You can't, okay, you take the same thing, you can compare it to the American uh, body industry, right? Which I'm sorry, but it's, it's even worse than it is in Europe. And just things are so much worse in the US than they would be in Europe. Like... Yeah, but maybe we're not so outward about it. We're not preaching it. We're not doing protests for it and things like that. But it is changing, even if it's changing slowly. It is slowly being introduced. And it's the way that things are done in some cultures. You can't just, you know, brute force everything. It just, it's not the way that it brute works. Brute force representation? Yes, you because can't brute force isn't, isn't fashion, Hasn't fashion, the whole idea of fashion, all these catwalks, um it isn't hasn't it become this thing that like the most um it has been and started off as who can have the most um kind of attention grabbing um uh, like style trend changing um outfit to the stage or the catwalk hasn't it been about that this whole time hasn't it been about change so why can't this actual representation it be? hasn't been about the change you're talking about it's been about a different type of change it's been about a it's more of a shock factor than change this is what the fashion industry yeah is talking about but you can't just listen it's not that i don't want it to happen right? It's the way that you think it should happen, which isn't right. There is a certain way that you must do things for each and every culture, and it's different for each and every culture. So what you're saying is that representation isn't right right now in the fashion I'm not talking that it's not right right now. You're not hearing me. I'm talking about the fact that it shouldn't just be brute forced in. It should be slowly introduced. Well, it has been slowly introduced. No, it hasn't been slowly introduced. You don't have anyone to slowly introduce it. 
Yeah, is already know, being slowly introduced. There are already plus size models out there, and Asian Asian models and black models, and th- there's already that representation out there. The problem is, is that it's not as normalized in that yes, fashion industry. Yes, but it will be and because it is it time. Every no normalized. You can't just expect things to happen overnight, right? With no racism, is racism isn't it. gonna. Well, Nobody that's what you're talking it. about. That's what you're expecting to happen in but the fashion industry, which isn't going to happen. Overnight. What I'm expecting is for it to be happening. Well, you just said that it, it, it is, is happening. happening. You just it said it yourself. Not in, the main, not in the direct way of like people, I guess. In the, in the direct, what I was saying in the Paris Fashion Week, for example, even though there is representation, it's not all type of representation. Just because that there's um different like indus- different parts of the industry that introduce a lot of um diversity doesn't mean the, that the, but the main thing you should be focusing does. on the main thing you're focusing on the on the negatives you're focusing on the fact that it's not all done it's not all there it's not all been introduced you should no, be focusing on the that. fact that it's about the majority it's about the majority no you it's should be focusing on the fact that it has been introduced even if it's a bit even people if it's a bit, it has been introduced. A bit of the industry, people are going to care about the mainstream, and what's happening sure, is that the mainstream every... is ignoring these things because they think that it's going to be too controversial for people. Okay, okay mainstream okay, okay. isn't ignoring okay. anything. Okay, and we're not talking about mainstream media. We're not talking about anything like that. We were or literally just... talking about mainstream media. This started off as mainstream Boy, media. Both of you. Cool your jets. Do a few breathing exercises. It's going to be okay. Okay. Let me just kind of slowly wrap this topic up before this turns into a actually three hour long debate. Point is change happens slowly. And we sh- and like Maddie said, we should be focusing on the fact that it is happening Anyway, like altogether, the fact that in the fashion industry right now, we are seeing even a little glimmer of hope because despite the fact that fashion has been around and different eras of fashion have been around for centuries, catwalks and like, I guess, fashion shows themselves and the shock value is quite recent. And people have a very difficult time, people's mentalities and excuse me, not just people's mentalities, the mob's mentality has a very difficult time adapting to something new when it's already so used to something for a really long time. Or, or The point is that the foundation that it's laid on is just needs development, but that foundation is very difficult to develop without it breaking apart completely if you don't do it in the right time. That's the same thing that happens with, um, say homophobia and Christianity or just people who are who've been raised with a homophobic homophobic mindset now it's a little bit of an off-rail comparison but this also kind of shows that people need time to accept new information especially when that new information directly contradicts their previous beliefs which is that this is the beauty standard this is uh what we should be looking at this is what we need this is the new trend Despite the fact that the fashion industry advertises change, it advertises change in shock value, not in representation and media.
And again, the foundation of which it's laid on is beauty standards, which we're slowly fixing because people need time to learn new information, to change their beliefs, to retain new standards, so to speak. And yeah, but the problem is, how is that change going to happen in the mainstream of that? L- let's only focus about um, Paris Fashion Week, for example. How is that? How is that going to change unless somebody actually does something about it? See, that's I am very glad. Wait, let me finish. It. Let me finish. I'm very glad that there's so much um, like change and so much progression happening. Slow progression. I'm happy with the slow progression happening in general in the fashion industry but the problem is when are people gonna start even if it's slowly putting putting it out there um into the actual mainstream part of it let's just use um plus size models for example Mm -hmm. when i looked at videos of um paris fashion week i did not see even well this year the winter of paris fashion week i did not see even one plus size model Mm mm-hmm well, okay. The problem. No, oh, sorry. Please finish your point, and then I'll do the counter argument. No, it's it's okay. I wasn't structuring it that well. So no. continue. If you if you have something to say, go ahead, please. No, no, it's okay. Continue. Okay. <laughs> when did this turn so awkward? So <laughs> <laughs> the point being here is that um. Uh, in a certain to a certain extent, you would be right in saying that I guess like.